0: What do I say at the beginning? Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast for all things crafting, mom life and Miranda. My name is Miranda and welcome to my podcast. I've got Maggie here with me today. Hello. Again. <laughs> and today we're going to jump right into it because we've got a lot to cover in Mr. Six's episode. First though, Maggie, you don't have to say specifics, but if you had to say, do you have a one who
1: got away, would you say, what would you say? Uh, you're catching me off guard right now. I'm like, wait, wait, what? <laughs> We're normally gears. thinking about like men in your life and I have to think about men in my life. Well, you know what? I've aired a lot about myself. So maybe I'll throw you under the bus for a second. I don't know. I went, I don't think one's like jumping out at me, but uh, I do feel like there there's times where I did things that ruined things earlier on than... Yeah, I could have let them play out better. <laughs> exactly. So today's episode, we're talking about two people on this episode.
0: Because, so there's this concept about, like, the one who got away. And like Maggie said, like, some people that you might have, like... Things have ended sooner than they could have, or they could have played out longer. When I first thought, what am I going to do a podcast about? I got a lot of anxiety because I didn't want to be fact-checked on things, and I didn't want to have to feel like I had to like stand my ground and prove my points. A lot of things were already off the table because I'm like, I'm not an expert on sports. I'm not an expert on X, Y, and Z, but what I am an expert on is my experience. So the point of this podcast is not to offend anyone, not to cause any problems. It is just simply to share my experience as a single mom and what I've learned along the way. So there are going to be some things we're going to talk about on this episode. And again, I'm not trying to get political at all. I'm not trying to ruffle any feathers. This is just my experience and my way of telling the story. We're going to jump in and go back to the year 2006. The first song I ever downloaded on my iPod was Buy You a Drink by T-Pain. Oh,
1: geez. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember the first? back. I know. Do you remember the first song you purchased with did you ever do you have an ipod i had an ipod nano but i got it much later than everyone else did
0: <laughs> <laughs> i knew and you it were was to say much later it
1: was literally only taylor swift songs that my brother downloaded for me <laughs> okay cool good job ben and the first music video i downloaded was with you by chris brown mm. And a
0: lot could say it's been downhill since then. (laughs) But I fell in love with Chris Brown in 2006 when I saw With You and my heart. Oh, my gosh. Be still my beating heart. Oh, then that's when I realized I like boys (laughs) a lot. (laughs) It's established. (laughs) Yeah, it was established in 2008. And I can't remember the details of how it exactly happened. But someone told me, hey, there's this guy and he likes you. And you should, you should date him. You should be his girlfriend. And that was how dating happened in middle school. (laughs) That is how it happened. (laughs) (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, what's his name? And for the purpose of the story, he was my Troy Bolton and is my Troy Bolton was, is like, he was my high school musical person. So we're going to call him Mr. T during this episode, not to confuse him with Mr. Six, he'll come later. But they said his name is Troy or T. And I was like, okay. And so literally, they were like, he's gonna be your boyfriend, you're gonna go to the movies this Friday night. So in my hometown, what we did every Friday, we went to movies because they were $5 back then. And I feel like I just aged myself every Friday after school, we would walk everyone um to the movie theater, but our town had two middle schools that fed into one high school. So he was at the other middle school. So it was like, ooh, he's like that boy. And I'm not gonna say the schools because I don't need to uh, people will know if they listen to this, they know who
1: we are. But if you know, you know. If you know, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so we went to the movies and he was so cute. And I like just like think back because this is just like gonna be so innocent, and like just everything about him is like cliche high school. We started going to the movies. Fridays after school and I remember I don't think he held my hand the first time we went to the movies but I think it was like the second or the third I I told him I like like the cookie dough bites I was like oh yeah those are good and then every time we went to the movies from there on after he had those cookie dough bites for me and he took notes we would watch movies and I just all I could remember was his hands were so sweaty because he was so nervous and we would just sit <laughs> in these movie theater and then we would go home and that was my boyfriend that I saw once a week Fridays that was romance back then it, it was so then one <laughs> One day and I think this was not a Friday we were walking after school because remember we were at one we were 14 we walked to the boys and girls club I don't know who said it but one of us said alright we're gonna race and the loser has to kiss the winner <laughs> <laughs> and so, I know this is 14 so year old <laughs> but then so I just remember we ran I can't remember who won or not but that's where our first kiss was and that was my first kiss so Mr. T will always be my first kiss outside of the boys and girls Club walking after school and... We dated, I think we actually dated for a few months, which is very impressive for 14-year-olds. That is true. But then I remember being told, you know, you're 14 years old, you can't have a boyfriend, so I had to break up with him. And I remember breaking up with him so distinctly because I was, I had to call him. I wanted to be nice. I didn't want to just text him and break up with him. gave him a call and I remember being like, T, I got to break up with you. And then all of a sudden I looked at my hand and there was a tick crawling on my hand, and I threw the phone... but it was a flip phone. So the battery, the case, and oh, the phone gosh. flew across the room and I was like- That's all he
1: heard. That's all
0: he heard, <laughs> literally like movie timelines that I was like, I have to break up with you. <laughs> <laughs>
1: That's Miranda's <laughs> mic drop back then. It
0: <laughs> was the 2008 version of my mic drop. I broke up with him and it was cordial because it, we were 14 years old. Freshman year, him and I didn't really talk. We like saw each other. I don't remember this, but apparently freshman year I yelled at him and I just was like, T, you need to get it together. You need to grow up. No one's going to take you seriously if you act this way. And just like went off on him. This little... He's, you're how old? You need to grow I up. I know. Tell- I was 15 years old telling this man, like, get your life together. And I was like, you're. no one's going to take you seriously. I do not remember that. But then what I remember is sophomore year in 2010, he messaged me and he said, Miranda, I have been trying to be the man you have wanted me to be. And I'm going to grow up and I'm going to prove to you that I can be the man. And I remember reading that message and being like, what did you say to him? Like, Because I couldn't remember what I would yell at this man. So then flash forward to our junior year, 2011, we started talking again. And I think we had more classes together. And he was a football player and I was a soccer player. There was just like a lot of overlap with our schedules and when we would be practicing. So we started hanging out more or talking, I believe. And we went to our Sadie
1: Hawkins dance together, and I asked him, "and um, did you did you guys do a Sadie Hawkins dance?" No, we didn't do that at ours. I don't know if I would have had the. The gumption to ask anyone (laughs) either, little Meg. It wasn't prom; we called it Morp because it was
0: prom spelled backwards. That's not cool. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) We had like a school store that was open during lunch, and so I we had slushies in the school store, and so I made him a slushie, and it said Morp question mark, and he said yes. Oh, for cute. Yep. So we went to that dance together, and guess
1: what color dress I wore? Lavender. Red. What? Yeah. No. Yeah. And for the record, red is my least favorite color. Don't even walk near her and. No, I can't do it. (laughs) I
0: can't hold it. And I made one blanket this summer with red in it and Look oh, where that got me. Although, our school colors. I know. And my high school colors. Every school. My high school That's colors are red. My college colors is red. Thank God the Vikings are purple. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but now Taylor's with Travis. And so I'm like... Now you have to now wear Now I have to. I know. I almost, red lipstick yeah, is, red is lip- your exception. Yep. Red lipstick. I will do that. Mm-hmm. But I digress. 2012. So T and I were partners for one of our... Basically, it's called DECA, but it's like a marketing and like mock sales demo class and we were partners for it. And so we started hanging out and like working on the school project. And then we started realizing, oh, we like each other. We also worked for community education together. So I was a lifeguard and he was teaching swim lessons. And so we
1: were just with each other a lot. This feels like a rom-com movie. I feel like when you say that. (laughs)
0: Yes. (laughs) So we started working on our project. And again, like I... I organized our senior versus junior powder puff game and like he was the ref and like we just like we were doing again football season, soccer season, everything was overlapping. So we started hanging out and I worked at Applebee's at this time too. I literally feel like it's such a cliche. I would bring him Applebee's after work and hang out with him and his mom and his brother and guess what game I would play with him and his mom all the time and I would win every time. I don't know, like cribbage? That's the
1: first game that comes to mind. What did we play on Tuesdays in college? Oh,
0: Scrabble. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoyed it. Like, we, we hung out a lot, and I enjoyed hanging out with his mom and his brother, and we always were doing stuff. Then, senior year, this is where I'm going to put a disclaimer in that this is my experience, and this will tie into the story later, and this is not to offend anyone or make this political in any which way, but one night, and I will never forget this night... <laughs> that he went upstairs to get a blanket and he started walking down the stairs and he fucking ate shit down the stairs and like fell down and I think he was probably 6'4 at this point maybe he was 6'3 I don't know when he got up to 6'6 but as an adult he's 6'6 I can't remember how tall he was in high school all I saw was this man child flying down the (laughs) stairs and he threw the blanket on over him and was so embarrassed and he just went onto the couch and we just laughed and we just cuddled in that blanket later that night, <laughs> I don't know how to say this without like, I'm sorry, Mom. I'm just gonna say, I'm sorry, Mom. So later that night had an accident, and I was like, ah, I gotta go. And so I drove home and I got home and I just kind of sat there and I'm like, what did we just do? Again, I'm seventeen years old. Coincidentally, I happened to have a drawer full of plan B because when my friends and I needed birth control, we went to Planned Parenthood. And all of my friends would just mail it to my parents house because I was the one checking the mail. So I had (laughs) I had multiple people's birth control prescriptions coming here, but I was not on birth control. I just would go with my friends if they needed to get birth control. So I was not on birth control at that point. But what I also had was a drawer full of Plan B because that's what Planned Parenthood sends. They send you birth control and two Plan B pills. So I may or may not have been like the go to if my friends ever had accidents. But then I sat there at 17 years old. and I was like, I cannot have a kid right now. I am 17 years old. This is halfway through our senior year. He's going to go play college football. I'm going to go to college. We can't do this. I sat there that night and I cried as I took plan B for the first time. And I cried because I just was like, is this, I I just, I didn't know. I thought I was like killing my baby. And I was, you know, I was 17. So not much education. It was really hard. And hindsight is 2020. I don't say this lightly, but I know I would have gotten pregnant that night if I didn't take that plan B because I know how easily it has been to have m- both my daughters. And so I think I knew it then. And I don't know why. And that might be like a little too much. But I like I knew at 17. And that's why I cried so hard, because mm-hmm. I, I knew that that's what was happening. So for the next couple of weeks, I just spent it freaking out. And him and I were still together. But I just internally was freaking out. And my friends to console me, they would be like, but Miranda, if you are pregnant, it would be the cutest baby ever. And I'm like, yeah, that's that's not making me feel better. However, um, I said earlier he was 6'6". Six, six. He was 6'4". I don't know why I made him taller in my imagination, but I was 5'9 and blonde with green eyes. He was 6'4 with some beautiful eyes and his mom had beautiful blue eyes. So of course we would make an adorable baby. But at that time, again, I was 17 and him and I both had our futures ahead of us and a baby was not in the plan for either of us him and I continued to date he never asked me to be his girlfriend so we dated um a few more months and we got to go to New York City on a field trip and it was so romantic like no one really knew we were together some people knew but not everyone but we would like sit on the bus and we were on like these double-decker buses going through New York City and like we'd have like our hands like almost touching but not and it was so suspense it was so (laughs) And we got to go see um the big Christmas tree lit up and all I want for Christmas is you by Mariah Carey was playing everywhere and that he was all I wanted for Christmas like he he was it well then like all good things high school drama got a hold of it and I did hurt a friend and because I had he also liked another one of these girls I was talking to and it's like such high school drama I'm not gonna roll my eyes too much about or like (laughs) spend too much time I will say I hurt that friend her and I have made up she knows who she is and we were like I've seen her to this like we still Are in contact whatnot. Him and I ended up Breaking up It just I can't even remember What happened But so then We broke up And so we had That whole fall Our senior year That we dated But no one knew We dated So then flash forward To 2013 And this is Spring of my senior year These guys are such Douches to me They would And I know why It's because they Got a reaction out of me And because I was Dramatic as hell In high school And I was fiery And I was Scorpio And I mean not much Has really changed Except I've like Toned it down a little bit (laughs) You have a lot more Adult logic in there (laughs) Yes But these guys would come, quote unquote, teepee my house, but it wasn't teepeeing at that point. It was fucking vandalizing. They would write slut and whore and like write dicks and do all these things on my car, on the driveway, in the yard. Well, one day I woke up and it said slut huge in toilet paper written in my front yard. And I was like, oh, this is fun. Let me go wipe this up before my dad sees it. Well, then I looked and I can't remember what social media was a thing in 2013, but T had posted a photo and it was the U in the slut. His caption
1: was, that's the truth. What? Yeah. I don't think I fully heard this part of the story before.
0: Yeah. And then I found out it was like some of my other good buddies. Like you met multiple. of. Actually, I think you met all of them. Yes. They just thought it would be funny to write slut and whore and draw penises all over my parents' driveway, my car, and my parents' yard. Well, I had seen that photo and I figured out pretty quickly who was all there. And I called the police and I said, I want to press charges. I just was like, I'm done with this. I'm done with these guys. Like thinking they can mess around and they might think it's funny and ha 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 but I was so sick and tired (laughs) I was so sick and tired of taking off the words whore and slut off of my car my driveway to one point I actually they did it early and I in high school I used to lifeguard before school started one day I woke up and I was like I have to go I lifeguarded from 5 30 a.m. or 5 a.m. to 7 a.m. for open swim and I walked outside and my car said whore slut all of it it wasn't anything new. Nothing I nothing original either, you guys. Come up with something new. I drove it to the high school and I parked in the handicap spot and I walked over to the middle school to go lifeguard and I walked back into the school and I walked into the principal's office and I said, "I will move my car when you fix this because these bullies are getting like I was like you see them as the football team. They're this is fucking harassment and I That was me at 18 and I said, I will move my car when you fix this. And they never, they said, you can keep your car there all day. Good answer. (laughs) (laughs) I was also, I can't imagine how adults looked at me as an 18-year-old because I was fiery. Yeah, so that really hurt. I ended up on the phone with T and he was begging me and he's like, Miranda, this is my future. I can like lose my college scholarship and like I need to go play football and whatever. And it was only because he called me and asked that I decided to not press charges because I knew that it would really affect these guys. And even though Like, it affected me. I still carry that around. No one wrote whore and slut on your car in your yard, but I digress. (laughs) Instead, I said all of those guys could come to my house with their parents and apologize to me in front of my parents, too. And so a group of them came, and I sat there as they apologized. Good. Heck yes. Except for some parents tried to justify, well, your daughter's been doing X, Y, and Z, and Excuse to those, me? to the parents who tried to slut shame an 18 year old girl,
1: shame on you! Yeah, big shame. That's ridiculous. Yeah,
0: I I won't say whose parents, but it was it was horrible. So anyway, that was the end of senior year, and you know I was pretty mad at him, rightfully so. I remember this so clearly. So, senior year, it was, I think it was, like, a month or two before we were going off to college. T decided he was going to do a confession session. And he was going to post everything on Twitter that he had ever held in. And it was going to be, like, a tell-all, like, no filter. Did he give, like, a heads-up, this is going to happen? Yeah, he, like, had, like, a confession session coming soon which was good branding good job marketing more it. suspense right there <laughs> so i remember i was rollerblading and i got back to my car and i probably had 15 people text me and all the texts were miranda do not get mad miranda do not overact miranda he didn't mean it that way miranda don't overreact oh gosh and i was like what are you all talking about and i pulled up his twitter and what he had tweeted was i wish i would have asked miranda to be my girlfriend but i was too afraid Ah, to which... I took internally that like, I was too scary to date or he was too afraid to date me. And I literally was just like fire. I was like, why would you put my name out there? Why would you do that? I got so mad. But I don't think I actually said anything to him. I actually like processed it within which is like good for 18 year old Miranda. (laughs) But I was sitting there. And I was so mad. I just remember boiling, I could feel my blood boiling, I still can feel it residual boiling. (laughs) But then summer went on. And I ended up writing him a letter and in that letter it said you'll always be my first kiss like I want the best for you but this is where this ends and it was such a dramatic letter because I'm very dramatic with my letters (laughs) yes yes you are (laughs) but it also said go off and be someone and I know you're gonna do great things and I know you're gonna go to college and you're gonna find someone amazing and then someday you're gonna have kids and I said and when you do have kids don't let your daughters get hurt the way you hurt me and don't let your sons hurt someone the way you hurt me too yeah And it was like, you will always be my first kiss. You will always be in my heart. But this is where this ends. And I brought him over with um, some mac and cheese dish from Applebee's. And I gave him the letter. And then afterwards, he tweeted, I will hold on to that letter for the rest of my life.
1: Mm, Okay, All
0: right. And so these tweets were happening. No one knew it was about me except for the one he name dropped me in. We went off to college. And in 2014... I ran into him again after a year of not seeing him, not hearing from him because I had deleted him off of social media because I just, it was going to be too hard. We met and that was the night you met him. Oh, really? Yep. In 2014. That was my first time seeing him for like a year and a half. Wow. And so in 2014, we went to my buddy's cabin (laughs) and we were out there. Oh God, that was a fun weekend. That was a fun weekend. (laughs) We were at the bar at 19 um, and they were doing karaoke night and one thing I didn't say before, I have never felt like I have dated more of a version, male version of me than when I was with T. Junior year, we were both voted like the loudest in the hallway. We were really good partners senior year with that DECA, um, with our presentation. And we ended up getting, we like got placed at state, I think. And I remember at that point we were not good and we had broken up, but we won. So they were like, remember and Miranda Olson. And I remember he stood up and he's like, I love you. And I was so mad because I was like, one, we've never said I love you. Two, I'm really mad at you. Three, you're going to yell I love you in front of everyone for the first time. That's when you're going to say I love you. you. know how to get her heated. <laughs> so... Um, but another thing we used to do when we were dating is we would drive around and listen to high school musical and sing every duet. And like we just had so much fun. Literally your Troy Bolton. He was my Troy (laughs) Bolton, that's why I sorry, I had to circle back to that. But then so flash forward to 2014, we're at the bar and he said, Do you wanna do karaoke? And I looked at him, I said, What song are we doing? And he said, The start of something new, and I said, We got this. And we got up there and we sang the start of something new. And I just was like, my knees like buckled for him again. I was
1: like, don't do this to me. But I, I feel like I, I didn't know all of this was exactly happening. But I thought you guys were like normal around each other. It wasn't like awkward or like it was very comfortable to be around you guys. So. Right. Until he got a little later in the night and he asked me if my friend was single. Well, that was a different, like, different story. Come on, come on.
0: <laughs> so we saw each other then. And but I just I always felt and so now circling back to like the one who got away. So that was going into sophomore year. And I always just like thought about tea. I thought about tea. So then junior year, I'm like, you know what? We're going to shoot this shot one more time. So junior year of college. So 2000, summer of 2016, we started hanging out again. Again, no one knew. And I remember one time, we went to the beach at night and we were just like sitting on the beach and he we I don't remember how we were talking. He's like, oh, yeah, like if I'm ever like at the club and they're like, grab your lady and throw it like we're about to get freaky or something. He like was like MCing like he was a DJ, which is ironic because now he does like to DJ. But he was like, he's like, yeah, what song are you playing? I'm like, I have no idea. What, what song are you playing? He's like Back to Sleep by Chris Brown. And I'm like, OK, OK. You started with Chris Brown. Chris Brown, I will always think of him. And there, circle. it is, it is that. So then we went to Valley Fair together. And again, no one knew. No one knows any of these things we did. We were on the wild thing and hearing him scream. And I brought my GoPro and I love those videos. Like he was screaming so loud, but we had so much fun at Valley Fair. And so I wanted to really work things out with him, but I wasn't like being blunt about it like I would be now. A couple weeks go by and I got a snap from him and he's like, walk a shame. And I was like, did you mean to send that to me? And he's like, yeah, I didn't even know what her name was. What? And I was like, yeah, he was in St. Cloud for the night. What
1: the hell? And I was
0: just like, cool, 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 cool. So nothing's changed. I was like, okay. And so I just was like, take that loud and clear, Miranda. He does not want you. And you don't want him. So anyway, that was the last time I've seen him was in 2016. In 2018, the last time I texted him, I had said something along the lines of like, you will always be... My one from high school, like you will always like I will always have a special place for you in my heart. But that doesn't mean I have a void in my heart. And I just kind of told him like this has to be goodbye. Like, I can't watch you like live this life because I think he had a girlfriend at that point. And I just said, like, I want you to be happy, but like, I can't watch you be happy. I can't remember what his response was, but I think he said kind of like a similar thing. So that was the last time I had spoken to him. At the start of this podcast, in my monologue, I talked about this book that I wanted to write. And this book would go over the various stages of my life and the underwear I wore with them. And it would kind of be a tell all book. But the problem was, when I thought of that book, I didn't know if I would stop at my current stage or if I would continue on and like tell a future tense part of the story too. But my problem was that I couldn't think of writing out my life story and not having it end with Mr. T as my first kiss and my last kiss. And that's how I would have wanted to write the book. Even though in my monologue, I said I couldn't tell my current stage that was the truth, but I couldn't predict my future because I just couldn't not see T being in my future. And then in 2022, when Roe v. Wade was overturned, all I could think about was if we didn't have Roe v. Wade, we wouldn't have had Planned Parenthood, and if we didn't have Planned Parenthood, at 17 years old, I would have became a parent. And so I just started thinking about that, and I was like, I would have an eight-year-old or a nine-year-old at this point, and it was it was a lot for me to think about. And so that night, I went to bed. I dreamed about tea. I woke up the next morning, and my ex was like, "You're a whore. You're a slut. Again, be original." Yeah. And he was like, "Are you cheating on me with tea?" I bet- Those girls aren't even mine like am I even their father and he was like I'm gonna call T and ask him why is my wife dreaming about you and I was sitting there like oh dear god please do not how embarrassing (laughs) like I was like I haven't spoken to him in like six years at that point I was like please do not call him and tell him I was sleep talking about him I will feel insane but then at that point I already knew I needed to get out of where I was and so I started listening to songs and I'd listen to your mind still and I would just think like T will save me like he's gonna come back one of these days and maybe Maybe it was like a delusional or like a something to hold on to just to get yeah, you through. Yeah, I it. think it was like a coping mechanism, honestly, yeah. because I just kept thinking like T is going to save me. So then I was like, I don't even know where he is anymore. I looked and I found him on TikTok, and I was like, Oh my god, he lives ten minutes from me. And I think in the back of my head, I was like, He is going to save you, Miranda. He's ten minutes away. Like you, all you would need to do is call him. And I know I could have called him. I know I could have if I like. I could have said you really something. needed to if yeah. I did he would have came but then I was like okay he's 10 minutes away and it was kind of a safety net for me and I don't know why and I hadn't spoken to him at this point but I was just like you can get out of here I looked him up on LinkedIn because I'm like what is this man doing with his life he's also working for a medical device company I'm like oh my gosh so we you are the same we person. are the same person we're both living in Minneapolis we're both working for medical device companies and as far as like who we are morally ethically we are these same people and it I actually I will say I have so enjoyed watching watching him from afar turn to be into such a good person, like, and that we are literally still the same people, even though I haven't spoken to him in years. But I never reached out to him, because why would I say that? And I watched him post him and his girlfriend. And like, honestly, I want the best for them. Like I am waiting for the day that he posts that he is engaged to her. Like I just, I want that for him. Um, but then when I left my ex in the start of 2023, I got a message from him. So in 2023, we, so in 2023, I had left my ex, I moved back in with my parents and I got a message from my friend and she was like, Hey, are you going to update the group Facebook page and I was like what Facebook page well we had a senior prank page that T had created but then he left the page and he had made me the admin of it so for 10 years I've been the admin of our senior prank page and I didn't know it (laughs) and so I was like are you kidding me so I changed it to our class reunion page to organize that but I had messaged him and I just said um are you on the page because I couldn't see him because he had left I had to add him back in blah 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 but then we just were talking about like planning our 10-year reunion and then he said quote I also remember someone ratted the senior prank page, lol, all coming back to me now. Also, since I'm messaging you now, I figured I'd say what I have been thinking. I just wanted to say I'm so sorry about what happened to you with your ex. I don't know any details, but I know you didn't deserve to have that happen, and I'm so incredibly sorry. I know you well enough to know that you've already been through so much in life, and I was genuinely sad when I saw you post about what had happened. And at that moment, I was just like, thank you, because he means a lot to me, and it was nice to hear him say, I'm sorry. Um, And so we didn't really talk much more about that until I posted the schedule for the first seven episodes of this podcast and he hearted it. And so I decided to reply back to him to let him know, just so you know, here's your warning that I talk about you on Mr. Six's episode. Consider yourself warned.
1: (laughs) It's so (laughs) ominous. I know. You're warned. I know. Here you
0: go. (laughs) And at this point, I didn't know what he was going to say. And he responded and he said, honestly, looking forward to it. I did a lot of things the wrong way in high school. That I fully deserve everything that gets said about me, and I won't think less of you for a second because ultimately you are just going to describe what I did and how it made you feel. And if it hurts me to hear, then I should have considered the ramifications of my actions before doing them. I will certainly tune into that episode as I have others. Don't spare me, I'm sure you won't, but please don't hold back because you'll, you know, I'll hear it. It takes a lot of courage to express. Your- yourself the way you are and to be vulnerable especially because you have been vulnerable so many times and gotten screwed over and that courage should be acknowledged you are one of the most mentally strong people i know because i've never seen you give up when you get hurt i'm not saying this for brownie points kudos or anything i'm just being real with you and then he said if i'm going to have an angry mob of miranda fans attack me can you at least have them text me or call me (laughs) ha (laughs) ha ha well look at us growing up since high school (laughs) i was not expecting that at all And so I responded to him and he said, he said, I definitely think about who I was in high school a lot more than the Roman Empire, LOL. (laughs) (laughs) The confession session I did will always be my biggest regret. Ultimately, all I do now is just strive to be better to the people in my life now. I'm thankful that after all I've done, that you are still cordial to me. You have no idea how much it means. I can certainly, without a doubt, say that I will never forget you and you have had a lot bigger impact on the trajectory of my life than you'll likely ever know. Maybe on a future episode of the podcast, you can distort my voice even. LOL. (laughs) But what that did for me was it was the closure I didn't realize I was waiting for for the past 10 years because he acknowledged he hurt me, he was mean to me, but also that
1: he sees how strong I am and he sees what I've been through and I bounce back way quicker than most would think someone would. And you're not delusional. These things are actually right. happening to you. It's not you making them up. Right. Finn dealt some interesting hands. It varies.
0: That's where we're going to c- cut for the story of T. And now we're going to go into Mr. Six, who is the one who got away from college with way less depth to it. So, yes. you know, T and I had from 2008 to current day, you know, even though we haven't seen each other since 2016 like you know we have a lot of history Mr. Six and I not so much I hadn't
1: even met him no I don't think you know I definitely didn't
0: okay yeah so um Mr. Six he's six feet tall very handsome got a good smile shorter hair and he was about six feet tall I think I just said that because I remember we were like almost a similar height but we vibed really well so we would go we matched on tinder in senior year of college we'd go on walks and I just I really liked him he was a nursing major and I just, whoo, man in uniform, what? <laughs> I just, I loved him in scrubs. And so when he was doing his clinical, I was I was really eating that up. Kind of going back to what you said before, that the one who got away is like some, sometimes like something that ended too soon. Mr. Six and I, barely even got started before we stopped. However, I just always felt like there was something more there. The reason why we stopped is because I called him the wrong name one night when I was on the phone with him drunk and he got really mad about it and he was like, I'm done with this because he knew the guy because they went to high school together. So like it was just Ups. like Yeah. It was flash forward to 2017, I was in a hot girl summer mode and he was sliding up on every Snapchat I posted. He was like trying to slide into my DMs and I was just like, Are you looking for a relationship? He's like no, I'm not looking for a relationship. But then I was like, well, I am. So pass. So then I picked my ex over him. Wow. Eh. Double pass. Yeah. <laughs> double pass. But then um in 2018, I was out at the bars and I was with my ex and my ex left me. And he went to a different bar without telling me. So I went out with a group of my ex and his friends, and they left me at the bar. So I sat there with one of his friends who I didn't know. All of a sudden, Mr. Six sees me at the bar and he walks up to me and he says, Miranda, come home with me. You know that man's not going to treat you right. And I was just like, Six, I can't come home with you. Like, I got a I got a boyfriend. And he's like, really, the one who literally just left this bar and is not here with you. That's who you're going to. And I just was like. I can't go home with you. I have a boyfriend. So that's your loyalty. Like the proper answer. Right. If you are with someone. He left. And that was like the last I like saw of him until 2023. After I left my ex and I moved back in with my parents, I one night messaged him on Facebook. I was like, so I don't you'll remember this. But in 2018, I ran into you downtown blah, blah, blah. And I was out with my boyfriend and you were telling me he's not good for me. I wish I would have listened to you then. And he said, why? What do you mean? I said, "Do you remember the night I'm talking about?" He said, "Yeah, I do. What happened?" And then I told him that I had left him. I or he goes, "I was a little out of line, but I could just tell." And that's why I said it. And he's like, "I am sorry." He goes, funny thing, I was just thinking about you the other day. You know, he had said he remembered that night and we, I think we were like calling or FaceTiming that night and I just said, or no, we were just texting a lot on our phones, not on Facebook Messenger, but uh, he was just saying like, I just knew something was up with him and I wanted you to come home with me, like, and I just, and he was like saying that and I was like, yeah, well, too little, too late. Um, And we started talking and it was just nice to have someone to talk to who knew me and who kind of knew like what I was going through. And no lines were crossed, but it was just nice to have a friend to talk to at 2 a.m. because I wasn't sleeping at that point. And we talked about everything. And then I asked him, oh, so do you live with anyone? He's like, oh, my girl. I'm like, oh, okay." And like, again, we didn't cross any lines or anything, but it was like also 2 a.m. And I'm like, why are you texting another woman at 2 a.m.? So he had said then he was going out of the country and I was like, okay, see ya. So he left. A month later, I thought he would be back. I texted him. I didn't get a response. And then a month later, I texted him again. No response. And a month later, I literally texted him March, April, May, June, like once a month. Like, yo, you alive? You you good? I think I even asked him at one point. I was like, is he like back yet? No, you're like, no, nope. No, I, was, I, don't I don't know. haven't heard from him. I don't <laughs> know where he is. So then he Facebook messaged me. He's like... <laughs> He goes, you're just not going to text me back. And I was like, bro, you have me. I have been texting you for the past four months, once a month to see if you're alive. Well, then he texts me. He goes, ah, shit, your number was blocked. Mm. And I was like, why was that? Mr. Six, why was my number blocked? I don't know the answer to that. I'm not going to
1: dig too much into it. Do what you want with that information. But (laughs) then
0: at this point, I was like, okay, so you don't have a girlfriend anymore. And he was like, hmm, I do. And I was like, then why are you messaging me? Well, then I thought he was going to tell me he broke up with his girlfriend. Now we're going to talk about my first date with Mr. Six, the only repeat first date I had. Again, I already said he was six foot, nice smile. He was a nurse. And we were going to go get burritos because I love a burrito. So we went to Bravo Burrito and we got there and we sat down and it was just nice to see him and like he was looking good. And then I was like, so you break up with your girlfriend yet? And I was saying it because I was expecting him to say yes. And he's like, nah, not yet. And I'm like... What the hell are you doing? I was, so I'm sitting there like, "Mm okay, so then I don't think I should be here. So we sat at that dinner or sat at lunch and I was like, okay, okay. And it was nice to see him and no lines were crossed until afterwards. Mm. And... We hugged goodbye and I left and then all of a sudden I got a text message. Mm-hmm. Let's see those receipts. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucker, don't delete messages. I'm <laughs> just kidding. He said, bro. And I said, bro, what? And he said, could you tell I was nervous? Ha ha ha. I said, yes, I could, Mr. Six. And he did a bunch of crying emojis. He's like, you're like too fine. And I said, oh, you think so? He said, um, Yeah. I said, well, thank you. Good to know I still got it even to you. Like after all this time is what I mean. We like switched the conversation. I think I just needed like a little ego boost too. But then he said, I probably shouldn't be saying this, but I can't get over your eyes. I was nervous, but that's one thing I could do is just stare into them. I said, no, you shouldn't be saying that, Mr. Six. Break up with your girlfriend and you can stare into them and we'll work on those nerves. And he said, ha ha ha, have fun, at kickball, blah, blah, blah. But what I realized from that, that I was like, if he is messaging you, Saying he wants to bring up with his girlfriend, he will do the same thing to you. Yes. And you don't want to be there for any of that. So yep. what I realized, though, from both of these guys is whether it was Mr. T or Mr. Six, neither one of them would save me the way I needed to be saving and I had to save myself Mm -hmm. because even though I sat there in 2022 and thought Mr. Mr. T will come like he's gonna save me like maybe like he'll know what I'm going through because we're the same people but I realized he's not going to come back and save me and then with Mr. Six even when he was at the bar telling me come home with me that wouldn't save me Mm -hmm. what the only thing I could do to save me is like leave myself and not leave another man not wait for another man to save me Mm -hmm. but the only person who could save me was myself yeah and so I do believe in like the one who got away but I think it's Mr. T who got away and like like but again like I said it's not that like I want him back like it's just that like he was he we just had such a history going back and forth and I want the best for him let me reiterate that I want him to propose to his girlfriend. Please
1: freaking propose to your girlfriend. <laughs> Take the hint.
0: Like I, I literally messaged him about that one night. I was just like, are you going to propose your freaking girlfriend yet? And
1: he's like, "Oh." Yeah, what did what were what did you remember after that? I got lunch with uh, Mr. Six. I didn't like Mr. Six because I had been hearing about how he was always oh, going to leave his girlfriend. Oh, okay, you guys are just friends, but then after I was like, "Wait, You hung out with him? I was like, so... And you're like, yeah, he didn't leave. I'm like, okay, so we don't like him. Like, that's established. We do not like that. So, and agreed with the, if he's doing it now, why would you want that? And you've had to experience the other end of that. So it's not like, like, get it together. I don't know. I, I just remember being like... Not the kind of person you need in your life, you know? So Mr. T, I know you met him one time in person in 2014. Yeah, and that was early on in our friendships, which is why I don't think I knew enough about the whole friend group. I don't, I mean, he was you, definitely. (laughs) He had a lot of energy and like, I didn't remember feeling like it was odd that like you guys meeting up, I didn't realize like the first time in a while. Yeah. So yeah, I mean... Good vibes, <laughs> yeah, good vibes, good vibes. But still, I'm mad at you for what you did to her in high school.
0: Yeah, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> that's my job as a friend. But uh, I hope you took notes, Mr. T, because we would gladly take you on for a rebuttal. Because another thing that yeah. he had said, and I will say, I said when he said he would be on my podcast, I said, "What would you come and talk about?" And he's like, "I just want to validate what you felt." And I was I so appreciated that because, again, it was like this closure that I
1: didn't think I needed, Mm -hmm. but like was so nice to get. So I do appreciate that. Yeah, Um, he did. did good. It's clear that he is obviously a whole different person than high school and as are many of us. Right. Good for him. And it was just nice to like see we've grown up and we can be. And like, absolutely. That's kind
0: of I was like, uh, yeah. So anyway, Mr. One taught me that the person I was looking for would not ghost me and come back months later asking for a second chance. Mr. 2 taught me that it's okay to have a type and not to feel bad if someone is not yours. Mr. 3 taught me that if the chemistry is not there, you do not have to force it and it is okay to walk away from a nice person. Mr. 4 taught me that if you feel like you are being catfished or lied to, you shouldn't feel obligated to stay on the date. You can just leave to save everyone's time. Mr. 5 taught me that you can care for someone but not care for them at the same time and actions always speak louder than any words can. And Mr. T and Mr. Six taught me that the only person who can save me is myself. That was the sixth first date, very short first date I went on as a single mom. And next week, we're going to wrap up this series and stop talking about my damn dating life with <laughs> Mr. Seven, the travel nurse. And let me just tell you, you're going to want to tune in. Yep. So thank you for listening to Crafty Mama Murr, a podcast. Find me on any social media as Crafty Mama Mer and follow along for more parts. Bye. bye. Bye.
1: Mama, mama. Bye, bye, bye. Mama.
0: That's your mama mark. I love you, mama.